0: Why don't you put your hands together, Minister of Brother Johnson? Praise him. Praise him in the sanctuary. I'm gonna read my text really quick while you're standing. James chapter 5, verse 16. Confess your faults one to another. Merely acknowledge your faults. Don't be sharing your garbage. And pray one for another. I want you to focus on that. That you may be healed... The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You may be seated. Nobody is perfect. Nobody's perfect. And that's what that scripture's trying to talk to you about. But, this, but the, the the thought that came to me, and I, Lord has changed everything i had been, he'd been talking to me about, he changed it all this morning, and uh, so... Please bear with me. I hope not to be bouncing all over the place. But I want to challenge you, the men, this morning to be a man among men. We're in a day and age where the the culture and the the media and the whole social environment is trying to create uh, an identity of men as somebody that is a goof, aloof, lazy, dumb, stupid, and unreliable. I'm here to encourage you today that as a man, you are, that is not who you are. If you align yourself with the man of God, the word of God, and God himself. And then the example that I found this that I'm going to be using is David. David was an amazing man. He had a lot of adversity. I mean, yeah, he killed the giant. With a stone and a sling. That means he liked to shoot. I'm a shooter. I love to shoot. So I, I really identify with him. And, and there's things that in his life that he was able to overcome. The, the diversity in his, his family despised him. His brothers hated his guts because they made him look bad. But I'll, at this time, I'd like to kind of bring out a point. Uh, we are very thankful for the lady ministers in this church. And and Bishop, I give you honor and thank you for the opportunity to speak to your people and to give these ladies an opportunity to minister. That's all right. Because I want you to understand something, people. Uh, In my life growing up in this church, I have been a part of the United Pentecostal Church all my life. I've grown up. I've grown up under, laying up underneath the pews. I fell asleep under pews. I have picked gum all my life. There, you, yeah, y'all don't experience that. This church is clean, so y'all don't have that experience. But in, when I was growing up, that was where everybody put their gum was under the pew. Uh, But I was influenced by several amazing ladies in ministry, which is Sister Hush. They were actually the ministers that were the managers of the Tupelo Children's Mansion in Tupelo, Mississippi, Uh, was so blessed to have been able to sit uh, under her teaching. Uh, I was influenced by one of the amazing missionaries, Sister Nona Freeman. Uh, I've I've listened in so many messages uh, from Sister Vesta Mangan. Uh, That lady is still on fire today, if you ever hear her preach. But we have that same ministry here. Uh, The ladies that it it influenced us here as such a great and, and mighty thing to have in our midst. And I'm so grateful for these ladies to have this ministry, ministry to be able to speak into my life. But men, we too are just as impactful for the kingdom. And I want, I, and you know, it's really our human nature. It's our, it's our, you know, we go on the job site and we see six people out there doing things that need to be done, and it's like, oh, they got that covered. I don't need to do that. And it's just our nature. It's like, oh, I'll leave. I'm, I'm good. I don't. This being done, I don't need it. And sometimes we take that nature and we bring it to the house of God and we say, oh, this is being taken care of. I can, uh, I can step, da- step back. And, and it's like, no, no, this is not time to step back. This is not time to, uh, you know, uh, a lot of you hunters, you're, you're familiar when you go hunting and you, you're out there and you're watching in your stand and you're watching the feeder. And what comes out first? The female deer, the doe. And you're sitting and you're waiting for the buck to come out. Because the buck always follows and lets the deer, the doe go first and sniff out all the danger. No, guys, this is not how we operate. This is not how we do things. <laughs> all right. So uh, what I've noticed is with these, these. Um, the ministry, and you see all the adverse, all of the uh, uh, opposition to lady ministry, and I'm like, goodness gracious, what is going on? They're they're missing out on such a blessing. And what what I've noticed is that uh, you know I, I, sometimes I think it's just a challenge. They don't they don't like it because they're making them look bad. Because if you're if you walk into the pulpit and you don't have anointing, you got to depend on the music. You got to depend on some other things to help you get through it. Right. And it's like, oh, well, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to try harder. And, and the analogy that came to me was that when I'm a, I'm a competitive sporting clay shooter, uh, I like to shoot targets. And so as, uh, when I register for an, a competition, uh, there's, there's several opportunities where there may be a lady shooting next to me. And I don't know about you. When you've got a lady with a shotgun and a man with a shotgun, there's a lot of equality, a lot of equality. So there has been several ladies that I've shot with that are better than me. They outshoot me. But that does not give me an excuse to, to run her down as a female or lessen her skill because she is more dedicated and more uh, committed to what she's doing. What do I need to do? I need to improve my game. I need to bring myself up. I need to be able to be a, uh, practice more, focus more, be a better, uh, be a better shooter. But if, but if we just look at it in a, in, a, in the kingdom. But if you're serving on the same team, and we're all for the same focus, and you're serving this, you're you're all doing this all for the same kingdom, and we should we should all be able to pull together. We should all be able to work together. So as men we got to understand this is not a competition in ministry. What intimidates some men, quote, history, is, uh, is that ladies that are ministering in our body of our church, they have raised the bar. So, therefore, everyone else has to bring the same anointing. So, let's, let's keep our focus on that. All right, let's see. I have, uh, this is where God has moved me and changed my direction, so I'm going to have to jump a big piece here. It's time for us to make a difference in our, in our environment. But men, you got to understand that when God wants to use you, he's going to use your voice. The words that you use are powerful. Because you're not only speaking to the people that are around you, the ones that I'm speaking to today, as you're the audience and I'm speaking to you, but I'm also speaking to the spiritual realm. I'm also speaking to the, to the, to the darkness that's on the outside of this sanctuary. And uh, we have to understand the importance of our words, we have to have a voice of praise. We have to be able to uplift our brothers and sisters, lifting them up. And something that I didn't realize is is that there are over 171,000 words in the English language, and not one of those words or an accumulation of those words are enough to give God glory. And the word of God, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, is worthy of all praise. And when we lift up holy hands and bend our knees in submission to the word, he blesses our words, anoints them, and makes them enough. A fervent prayer. It makes that fervent prayer of a righteous man, and it makes you avail much. And then we look at David. David was a man after God's own heart. And listen to his words. uh, In uh, 2 Samuel 22, uh, verse 2, And David said, the Lord is my rock and my fort- fortress and my deliverer. The God is my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my refuge, my Savior. You save me from violence. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. When the waves of death surround me, the floods of ungodliness make me afraid. The sorrows of the shoal surround me, and the snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from this temple, from his temple, and uh, my cry entered his ears. It is important for us to understand something. It is important for us to be in the presence of the Lord on Sundays, Wednesdays, Mondays, whatever the church is open. But it's also just equally as important to make sure that we're inviting the presence of the Lord into this temple every single day. And uh, the scripture that that came to me uh, was just further down in that same chapter. Uh, he, He delivered me, in verse 18, He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He also brought me out of a broad place. He delivered me because He delighted in me, the Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He recompensed me. He, that just means to turn back. I, I was able to repent of the things that I had wronged. For I was kept in the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For, and, and it's sad because there's so many people today that are just turning their back on God, and it's, it doesn't make sense to me. Why would you do that? And uh, for all his judgments were before me, and as his statutes, I did not depart from them. I was also blameless before him, and I kept myself from my iniquity. Therefore the Lord has recompensed me, and according to my righteousness, according to my cleanliness in his eyes, for the mercy, you have, will show yourself merciful. With the blame, blameless man, you will show yourself blameless. He's talking about God here. With the pure, you will show yourself pure. And with the devious, you will show yourself shrewd. You will save humble, save the humble people. But, the, but your eyes are on the haughty, those that exalt oneself and magnify their that you may bring them down. Church, it's not our job to bring them down. It's God's job to bring them down, and he will. It's our job to love them somehow that they can make a way back. 29, for you are, you are my lamp, O Lord. The Lord shall enlighten my darkness, for you. For by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. As, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. Now, when we want to pattern our, our lives after David, we have to take those scriptures to heart and we have to fall in love with our God. We have to fall in love with him. And, and if you're struggling with things in life and you've you got things that are frustrating you, you have to reset yourself. You have to reexamine yourself, and you to say, Lord, what is it that I need to fix? Because I, has to, I, I, I just have these things. I, you know, I've always tried to pattern myself after David. Uh, there's things that, that he's done through his life, you know, that always from Sunday school. It always, uh, you know, and, and Brother Ernest, some of the best days we ever had was Sunday school class. Man, we had church, Bishop. We had church up there. We prayed, prayed with our kids, just like they do in kids' church. But we had some really good experiences there. But thinking of David and everything that he went through, and it also you, you reminded me of what Job went through with his family, and it makes me think of my own experiences. I remember walking through an airport when I was coming back from Alaska, well, I was going to Alaska. I was actually on my way up to work, and so I was going through the Seattle airport, walking through, and I get a phone call my My wonderful, beautiful wife called me and said, "Michael, I need you to sit down. I have something I need to tell you, and you need to sit down and it 's like no i ain 't got time to sit down i 'm going to the airport i got to get I got get to the next flight and She told me that uh, uh our daughter made a mistake and that she, uh, she was pregnant and that was pretty heavy, was heavy on her, was heavy on me. And so, you know, those, the adversary comes to you and wherever you are, and he likes to trip you up and he's, what are you going to decide? What are you going to do? And so this, through this difficult time, she made a decision to keep her baby. And I was like, well, if she's made that decision, so have I, and we're going to be behind her and we're going to make sure she's taken care of. And, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was uh, over 15 years ago. And now that little angel sits right here with the youth and, uh, I don't know. I, it was rough on me because I, had, I, was, I was already a dad. I, I'd, I'd already had my kids, and now I had an opportunity to step into a role that I didn't know if I was ready for. I had to step into a daddy role again because she didn't have a husband. She didn't have somebody at that time. So I had this little munchkin that I had to watch and spoil and put coffee in her bottle and Yes. But I love that child as my own. And I prayed, God, provide her a home. Provide her somebody that's going to love this child as much as I do. And men, it's not always easy. It's easier to be judgmental and and hard, and tough, and macho, it's real easy to be that, but when it's time to be sensitive, and thoughtful, and prayerful, and, and considerate, and with a lot of grace, and be, and be merciful when, when you need to be merciful, and be gracious when you need to be grace, and God answered my prayer. He sent, him, he sent this family a wonderful man, that loves these these girls, loves her, adopted her, made her her, made him his own. Give him the name. You know, he fulfilled everything that my my prayer was. Sandy and I both prayed the same thing. And to have you sitting here today, looking at me, and I'm able to spend time with you, and to understand that men being, being macho, that's not being a man. But when you can be a man after God's own heart. If you can follow after David, you can follow his spirit, you can call on the name of the Lord, and you can rest in him, walk in that grace, walk in that mercy, because God is worthy of all praise.